You're listening to the Fire Pit Podcast, and today we're talking about habits for the hard stuff. So this was um, something that we were just previously talking about. I think we've touched on it somewhat before as well with regard to it's kind of in the box of time management and managing time with people and relationships and making difficult choices with the understanding that we only have so much time and something kind of like that. Right. Yeah. And, and the, uh, let me just interject that the uh, time management is always, has always made me cringe a little bit because um, I've always kind of struggled with that. As a matter of fact, what we're talking about now, it really kind of fits me because when we say habits for the hard stuff, it's really kind of establishing habits for those who can't establish habits. Um, I've, I've always struggled with that, and I've tried to figure this out and been a little embarrassed in the process because when you realize why certain things aren't happening, um, goals aren't being achieved, you're not necessarily uh, accomplishing a whole lot of stuff. You know, I I still remember a, a, a good friend of mine who we met him years and years ago when your mom and I were first married, and and he was one of those kind of guys that was that always had to be doing something, and and he did it all. He I mean he he uh, he rebuilt a car, he got his pilot's license, he you know became a uh, an adjunct professor and on and on and on. But he he always was accomplishing stuff. And I was always kind of a little bit intimidated by that because I thought, holy macro, dude. Um, and, and yet, you know, we're all different. And I, I think one of the things that is important for all, for anyone to, rem- to, to think about. And, and as I think about myself, when you, when you're, you know, looking at yourself and you're realizing that I am not good at managing my time. Um, and I seem to, I'm not a self-starter. And so is that a bad thing? Well, it doesn't really matter. It, what matters is that you recognize that and you realize that, well, if you're not a self-starter, then you got to, and you want to do something more with your time, then you're going to have to take that into account and find a way to compensate for that weakness and what does that look like and so I, I guess that's kind of where the idea for this whole episode came to me was i realized that you know there's some things that i am just not making happen what's what's the problem here and the idea of well uh establishing a habit that takes into account my difficulty in establishing habits what does that look like does that make sense? Yeah, and I actually really identify with the, this week even. So I have like all these like little personal things that I do, like the various classes or like I pick a subject that's that's new in the field. Right now it's uh, quantum computing and I do a lot of research on that and watch TED Talks and, and just to really be just for fun right for like self edification uh would be the fancy way to say it but can i just ask you are we really related i mean I, well, that would that would not be a book i would pick up off the shelf <laughs> well okay so this part you'll know that we're 
related. Um, all of the, I'm very pie in the sky type mindset. Like, in fact, when I first started dating my wife, uh, she would say, what do you want to accomplish? Like she was going to college. She had all these plans and she did them, which was amazing to me. Uh, she, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to be rich. It's like, oh, okay. How are you going to do that? Oh, well, I have all these like incredible ideas. And it's like, that's great. So how do you put those in action? Oh, I don't know. But these ideas, they're just like, they'll change the world. They're just so beyond what everyone knows. And it's like, okay, but you can't, you don't have actionable tasks to be able to accomplish these things. She didn't say it like that, but, but she kind of helped me to, uh, she was oh, being that's kind. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that, I, I think that's where we're very similar. Like I like to live in the world of make believe and, and like when I plan a project out, I like write out all the edge cases of like all the fantastical artificial intelligence things I'm going to utilize, but I don't know how to, you know, flip the switch because that's too easy. But then those things have their own complexities. So I, I line up these tasks that I want to do during the day. Um, you know, it's like breaks in between work and, and stuff like that to like help and improve, improve myself because uh, I, I like learning. Um, and I have them slotted at like 20 minute segments. And every week I'll do a review kind of with myself of like, how's that going? Well, last two weeks, it hasn't been going, right? Like I've done it like one, one time, one time out of two weeks. Now these things are supposed to be happening like every day. Uh, there's several tasks throughout the day uh, that I'm supposed to accomplish. Uh, the one that I did uh, get going was my um, my like there's an engineering class I take on MIT, like the open courseware. And I'm I'm actually in the next class now because of what I'm about to tell you. So I, I make breakfast every morning. I eat the same thing every day. And it's like 10 minutes long. So I was like, why don't I couple this with this? class like i just watch it while i'm doing this mindless thing well i've been doing this so consistently over the last two weeks that i finished one class and now i'm in the other class but like for these other things that i'm trying to do for these 20 minute spots it's just not happening so i was like okay what about 10 minutes can we do 10 minutes and i, I did that once so i'm constantly struggling with making something a habit i know that when i make it a habit it's easy but getting there is just so so hard and these are things that i actually enjoy but if it if you give me the option between procrastinate not even do something just like not do something or do something i will opt for not do something even you know, if it's just sitting and doing nothing that 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 makes me think about Maybe we should start with what, you know, what is it that you're doing in life? And I got some examples here. <laughs> what is it you're doing in life that you're doing habitually? You're just, there's not a big deal. Now, that's an easy place to start. And um, it gets a little more difficult when you try to analyze 
and then you realize why it is that those things aren't so difficult to do. What one of mine was was exercising, and years and years and years ago, I started jogging, and I, um, you know, if you do it long enough, especially if you're, you know, as you're younger and your body is more supple and flexible and all that kind of stuff, you actually begin to realize the benefits of it. You get healthier, you feel better, you sleep better, you know, you've got more energy and all that kind of stuff. So there's some real incentives for doing that. Uh, but one of the things that I didn't think about was that it kind of snuck up on me as a habit. I started doing it and I don't know why I kept doing it, possibly because I, you know, uh, there's certain stuff in my family genes that said, you know, you really need to exercise because certain people that you know of didn't last very long because they didn't take as good a care of their bodies as you need to. So do it for your own health. But over time, uh, it did become a habit. Didn't think about it. That that was great. Okay. Um, Another example of something that I do as a habit, and that has to do with the workday. I know where I'm going to be for eight hours a day. Okay. I'm going to be within that confines. So I'm, I don't always know what I'm going to be doing, but I know I'm going to be doing work. And that is a forced, you might call it a forced habit, but it's still kind of a habit. Mentally, you're in that mindset, right? You go to, you go to work, you know, you're, you're going to be doing such and such. So at least mentally, you've got this restriction that's already built around you of these hours that you're going to be confining to your work efforts. Okay. Um, and, but but here's the here's the especially about this particular example of work here's the the thing that that I needed to get a hold of and that is is that that's a forced restriction right that's not something you know it's I mean I don't have to work I don't have to go to this job I could you know live on the streets but uh, the reason I'm saying this uh, that 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 it's restricted is, is that it's something that I don't have to think about. I know that's where I'm going to be. I know that's it's every day doing that, you know, Monday through Friday. Um, but when we talk about a habit, yeah, that that's that's a that's a habit. It's a forced habit. Um, but you, when you start looking at things that um, uh, happen like Saturdays, you know, Saturdays, sometimes Saturdays, like the whole ocean front, I get up in the morning, I'm thinking, Wow. And uh, I used to have lists of things that needed to be done, and I'd look at those lists, and I'd think, okay. Um, and there was an issue with motivation and all that kind of stuff. But there wasn't that forced restriction, that forced habit of work like I have from Monday through Friday. I had to come up with some way that I was going to confront the day and make the most of my hours and get something done. And obviously, I wasn't going to be able to do my whole list because I had quite a few things on it. So I had to be practical about it and go about it in that way. Now, one of the things I just discovered about myself as I'm looking at all this is I realize I'm not a self-starter. Um, I, for the longest time, I used to be embarrassed about admitting that because you, especially when you're around people who are self-starters and they get all these things done and, and all these accomplishments. And so, you know. You, you would like to be able to say that, but you can't because you're, you're not that way. I think the first thing is to, to, I had to get over myself and realize that, okay, so you're not a self-starter. So how are you going to compensate for that? How are you – well, how are you going to compensate for it 
but also you need to choose something that you're going to establish a habit doing that you really want to do. Okay, I'm going to set a goal. We've both set goals for things that we wanted to do. Um, it does help if it's a short-term goal to get started in the whole thing of establishing habits because if, if it's too long, um, I don't know about you, but there have been a few things that I've started and I've stopped. Um, writing was one of those things. I still love to write, um, but the discipline of daily writing was eating me alive. Daily writing, daily writing, and the need for me being that I needed to once again compensate, it needed to be at a certain time of day because I couldn't just say, well, sometime today I'm going to do some writing. That's not me. I can't do that. I have to purposely say at this time of day, I'm going to sit down and do this. Now, obviously, there are things that come up and you can't always do it consistently, but you can do it consistently enough to make it a habit that you're going to think about it that day if you don't do it. So um, here I am, I'm just admitting to you, I, I'm not a self-starter, I need to compensate for that. And uh, if I'm gonna get anything done, I have to do it in a fashion that's gonna happen consistently. It can't be sometime this week, sometime this month, I'm gonna do this. I, it doesn't work for me. I think, I've always thought of myself as a self-starter and I don't actually think I am. I'm a, I'm a, I can continue something a lot. I can do that all day long. Like once I'm in something, I can continue in perpetuity forever and ever and ever. So I think what you're saying kind of brings to mind that you know the know thyself thing i know that i i kind of have to position myself to trick myself into doing something like i have my 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 newest rule uh well there's two rules uh one rule is i separated the tasks into what are priority and what are not so priorities go first so they have to happen first and then the second rule was don't watch TV until you're done. Because I would notice that I would like for a split second, I'd be like, oh, I'll just watch some of a show or I'll just watch. And then the day is gone. Also, know thyself. When it gets to be seven, eight o'clock at night, I'm done. It doesn't matter how you cut it. It doesn't matter how much I self-talk and be like, you can do it, push. I'm mentally done. So I realized I have to get up at 5 a.m., that's how these things are going to get accomplished. And I'm a morning person. But the, when you said that about the self-starter, I've always thought of myself as a self-starter. And I think I was confusing. Um, I'm self-motivated and I'm determined. But starting is absolutely the I have to trick myself to start. I had to trick myself like with that class thing. It's it seems so dumb. You have to make breakfast. You do it every day. So by coupling it with that, it was more like, a, well, I'm already here. I might as well. That's the only reason that happened. Otherwise, prior, the reason I did that is because before that, I wasn't doing it at all. So now I've just kind of realized my natural tendency is not to be a self-starter because 
that's crazy because that's the first time in my life that I'm actually thinking about that, that mm. I'm actually not. I've always thought of myself as a self-starter. It's on my resume. I'm a self-starter and I'm not a self-starter. <laughs> I'm very determined. I'm very disciplined. When I have a problem, I will struggle with it until I answer it. And that's a good quality. But starting something like, you know, when you talk to people, my wife's one of them, where they're just like, uh, like you tell them, I want to do this thing. And they'll, uh, to help you, they'll be like, uh, okay, just do it. Do it right now. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait, I have to like be in the mental space to do it. It's like, <laughs> okay, what do you do there? Well, I like have to feel like I I feel like I want to do it. And I've just learned like the know that the know thyself thing is what I go to all the time of like, I'm never going to feel like doing it. Uh, the amount of time I've completed all my tasks. I've said that on this podcast before is probably one in two, two times in three years. So you're not batting a thousand, right? You're, you're statistically stacked against yourself. So and now I just resort to the lowest common denominator of just tricking myself. And that's yeah. how I get, as the amount of things that I get done, how I get them done is I just trick myself until I start it. Cause once I start it, I can, I don't know if you're the same, like when you start something, can you just continue with it? Or is that really hard too? Uh, that really kind of depends. Um, but I think you're right about the getting started. Uh, your mother would say at times, you know, you're motivated by disaster. <laughs> Uh, in other words, you, you wait until it's at at uh, crisis point, and then you jump in and do something. Um, so being feeling motivated, uh, boy, that's that's really that's really trouble. Um, I I I think it just, I can't, I can't say this for everything. You know, like you're saying, do you stick with it once you start? It just really kind of I'm getting better. I'm getting better at not only finishing things because I used to not finish stuff. I get bored or it get too hard and I quit, whatever. Uh, and I'm getting a lot better at just sticking with it until it's finished, seeing it as a finished thing. And if I and not taking shortcuts because that was some that was what I would do sometimes when I when something would take too long and it get too hard rather than you know, going and asking somebody or, or looking up, you know, this question you've got, um, you know, just doing a shortcut and then ending up, you know, screwing, screwing it all up. And that's where one of the things I thought about the two, two scenario, two scenarios that I've struggled with. One of them is where you have this long haul goal that you're trying to accomplish and it requires, um, you know, just maybe daily or, or weekly efforts that you have to put in and just persevering through. That's difficult. And part of the difficulty in that is, and, and I'll use writing as an example, you start to write, okay, and, and you want to write this thing. Now, I had never written a book before. So I'm sitting down, I'm writing this book, and I'm going through the, and I'm thinking, well, say, how should I do this? Should I um, just just write or should I try to put together chapters should i write the ending first or the middle first or should i just you know what should you do well okay so i started looking up online different writers and how they go about stuff and and just getting their perspective on it and uh, then 
eventually I, I was writing and I was writing fairly consistently. And then I was starting to think about dialogue. Ugh. If you've never written dialogue in, in your writing, and like I used to write a lot of different things like poetry and and just stuff like that, uh, just short stuff, dialogue is tough uh, if you've never done it before. So all of a sudden I'm realizing that as I'm getting closer into this goal thing, you start discovering more things. And so instead of being this precise, concise goal that you're reaching out towards, it starts to grow and it gets bigger. But the reason it gets bigger is because you realize what you don't know and the world becomes much bigger. And so you're finding yourself having to take these little side trails off to learn more about how to write dialogue or how to, you know, create believable characters or how to develop conflict and, and not give away too much of the stuff to the reader and all that. These are all things that anybody who's written good stuff knows that those things are important. I had no clue. So like I said, the world of writing became to became enlarged and I realized what I didn't know. And what it ended up doing was it ended up kind of squashing my desire to write because I was thinking, oh boy, you know? Okay. Well two things. Maybe you don't want to do that kind of writing. That's a possibility. But the other possibility is maybe take the high road and just say, let's let's bear down and learn some things, but also prepare yourself that it's going to take a while for you to learn how to do this kind of stuff. So don't don't um, don't just eject out of the whole thing. Put together a plan to learn how to write dialogue, put a plan together about how to build, you know, believable characters and all that kind of good stuff. And so that's one of the scenarios that that I've struggled with those long term goals that require this daily plugging away and then of course these ahas when you realize that it's a whole lot more difficult the closer you get to the goal the more defined it the, more, the bigger it gets the second scenario that i would bring up are these erratic goal types of things like i i really would like to when i say erratic i mean there's just things that you know you'd like to get together with somebody but it's not going to be one of those scheduled types of things, but maybe once every quarter you want to get together with a particular friend or maybe um, well, anything that isn't going to be on a regular basis. But somehow or other, you got to have to find a way to put it in there. Otherwise, you're going to be five, ten years down the road and realize that because you didn't have any plan, those things aren't happening. So those are the, kind of the two things that I've struggled with a bit and 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 trying to think now about how can I, you know, build some habits that will, you know, help me move closer in achieving those goals. Um, so anyway, that's two things that I'm working on. By the way, one of those is building a better marriage with your mother. And so we've been making it a habit of reading a, a book that's on marriage and just discussing it um, on a regular basis. That's one of those things that, you know, you don't necessarily see the fruit of it right away. It it, um, uh, it is good to read a book rather than discussing things sometimes without that kind of 
uh, objective intermediary because you can both be talking about something and then all of a sudden it, it has a personal significance for you, yourself and your marriage. And, and, um, and uh, so, so then you begin to talk about what you're reading in terms of your present relationship and, and how it, how it ties in. So anyway, what were you going to say? Uh, I, Second, the the marriage thing for sure. Uh, on the, uh, having that third or that in between where you're reading a book or you're experiencing something and talking about your individual experience, like I, I still learn things that I, I didn't know that she thought that way or like I I had to work on a lot in the beginning was communicating, just like talking, just like I don't like this, I like this like really seems like basic things but my personality is very go with the flow people pleaser like it's not worth a war but then it was like that thing was worth a war so like i didn't bring anything up and so that has its own case of problems so yeah yes. i totally second that i think on the other piece with the with the ten minute thing, and then with like just the whole general concept of confining a a, a thing, uh, and what I mean by that is I have a very obsessive personality uh, when it comes to something not going my way, not like a control freak, but more like a um, something bad happened or this thing didn't happen according to schedule. I'm very hard on myself. And I'm at, like, I blame myself for like things that are just naturally occurring in life. So like the two examples I can think of are the, the 10 minute things. I literally have timers on my computer to visually tell me it's been 10 minutes because in the first iteration of this, it was 10 minutes. What time is it? Uh, 6.10. Okay. 6.20. I'll stop. That did not happen. So with that timer, it it really pushes, and this goes in line with what you're saying about writing, because I have a lot of those goals too that are very long-term and they take forever. But I think it's because in the past, I was very results-based. So I, I would do something, but I would want some type of gratification or I would want it to be completed by the end of the time that I was doing it. Right. So like when there's things that I didn't see the fruit of, because you're not gonna see the fruit of something in 10 minutes, um, you're like, oh, you get discouraged. So, so I kind of tried to shift my mindset to 10 minutes. It, it doesn't matter. You could screw off the whole time, but you're only going to do this for 10 minutes. So the two things that it accomplishes are, one, it says, oh my gosh, I only have 10 minutes. So you, I find myself throwing out all of these nonsensical things that I would allow my mind to wander around with when creatively solving a problem that I would just go for the jugular and be like, what's the simplest way to fix it? And in an engineering, nine times out of 10, that's the best way to fix it. So it just weeded out all this fluff that was like, you have 10 minutes, that's it. So I, would, I was actually more productive in 10 minutes than I was in an hour. Or, mm. or the worst for me was open-ended. Like I, I don't do the, um, now it's time for work, when are you stopping? Who knows? I don't get anything done. So when I had to like confine each task and be like, you're going to work on this task, which has an actionable thing that you can literally accomplish instead of, 
work on XYZ. It's like, these are the steps. This is what I'm going to do. So confining those 10 minutes. And then for the tasks that take forever, it's only 10 minutes. So like the mental release of like, okay, it's only 10 minutes, not a big deal. And then what I mean on the second thing about confining the problems, I had my car go in, get the AC looked at. Uh, They fixed it. It was a compressor. Uh, Then it went out again and they didn't seal it right. So I took it in again. It's out again. Uh, So I found myself with that obsessive nature, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm going to call my mechanic. I'm going to call the warranty company. I'm going to call the manager. I'm going to, and this was like 20 minute long conversation with myself. And then I was like, hold on. I don't have time for this. This is future Ryan problem. Schedule it, deal with it then. What's the first step? Are you going to call the warranty company and have them issue a refund? And then you're going to take it to your mechanic? No. What's your first step? Take it back. Say, hey, it's third time. They're not dumb. They're not going to be like, oh, we don't care. Like, they're probably going to be like, oh, man, let us look at that. Like, involving other people in my problem solving has kind of been a game changer because I would play both sides. I would assume what people are going to do. I'm already, like, lawyered up. And it's like, you're blowing this way out of proportion. You're wasting so much time on being obsessed about something that may just have a really simple solution. And... You can't do anything about it anyway. You're not a mechanic. So I confined my problem to go talk to them, put it in, schedule it. It's scheduled for Monday. That's it. And then if something else happens, deal with that. But you don't have time to, you're not a mechanic. All this worrying, it it, it doesn't serve you. You have to go to the gym because it's 830. You know what I mean? So like that, that has really, really helped me. I'm still working through the timer stuff. But when you're saying the writing thing, I get it 100% because the more we're hyper-focused into something, which is a gift, like we both have that gift that we can just immerse ourselves into something and just really be 100% there creatively. And that's not um, common. Most people are just very surface level. We can dive really deep into something. So I've learned to... Like I have to do, I have to set the 10 minute limit in the beginning. I thought, oh, it'll make sure it gets done. I've come to find out, no, it's to protect myself. If I don't put that limitation, I'll still be doing that task into the wee hours of the night because I have to pull my, I have to rein myself in. Yeah. And I think we talked before too about protecting your time for your play rest periods um you need it's just as important to block out time for that as it is for these other goals that you have because what ends up happening if you don't is that you find yourself unconsciously viewing that time as well it's uh, i'm open and the next thing you know somebody comes in to fill that time up when you really should have been using it to to legitimately rest legitimately pray uh, play um because you need it you know um I agree with that. I think, do you think you're better at um, checking in with yourself? Like, I can check in with myself and be like, I need a break. Like, I'm mentally tired. I need to do something that, like, stimulates another part of my brain. Have you noticed that at all? Yeah. um, 
Yeah, I have. There's, um, and it's a funny thing. Let me let me mention this. I I'll watch TV for a little while, and then I'll feel guilty and I'll turn it off and I'll go do something else. Um, but I would like to be able to feel okay uh, more often when I'm just sitting to sit down and say I need some rejuvenating time, so I'm going to watch something. But and then there's also that thing of using some discretion on what you watch because sometimes we watch things that don't rejuvenate us. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of important to make those kind of decisions rightly. But if you're doing if you're doing stuff with your time and you're really in in the in the whatever they call it when you're in the mood or in the circle of of focus that you need to be in whether you're working or you're doing something else that requires a good deal of focus time uh you're gonna you can only do that for so long um and then you then you need a break it's like going underwater and then having to come up to to grab another breath of fresh air you know before you go back down you need that and um but sometimes, and for myself, I don't always think. Well, matter of fact, I know I don't always use the best decision making as far as how best to use that time to rejuvenate or, um, or even the focus time. Sometimes I'm trying to focus on something that I'm tired. I just I really need to take a nap because I didn't get enough sleep last night. Or um, there's too many distractions. I'm in the wrong environment for this focus thing. So. Um, taking the time to, to to really look at your physical condition, your mental condition, your surroundings, and knowing that um, the best use of my time right now is what you know. Can I focus now? Do I need to, um, or do I need to take a break? And by the way, like <laughs> you said, limiting your TV time, it's really easy to overshoot your play time. Because you don't necessarily think in terms of there's a start and there's a stop time to the play time here. Because that sounds way too restrictive. And right at the get-go when you're going into it, you're thinking, what? You're going to tell me how long I can play. But you need to because you don't need two hours to to rejuvenate, you know. Uh, especially, and we're talking about where you have to come back and do something else. You really don't need a ton of time to rejuvenate. I agree. I I identify with that a million percent. Um, it reminded me of a quote that said, it was a joke. There's a student and the teacher said, <laughs> and the question was, uh, what was your motivation for this paper? And he said, the due date. And I was like, that's me. Totally. <laughs> like you said, in disaster, like, oh no, it's last minute. That's when I'm motivated. So I think I've learned to be more flexible with myself, like you're saying, of just like checking in or I, I, for me, it's the negative reinforcement to a hundred percent. Like I'll do something and then I feel bad or I just realized. And I kind of took note that if you feel bad about everything, you feel bad, you didn't work out and you ate this and you watched too much TV and you didn't get this done. It's just, and all the positive stuff you did, like just goes down the toilet or you're like, Hey, you, you did your class today again. Great job. It was just, well, that's a given, but I didn't do this. And it's like, I didn't accomplish this. And like realizing like all these things that I've set before myself to do, no one's coming knocking on the door saying like, Hey, did this happen? No, no one's doing that. Like, like most people are not doing what I do. Most people are not doing 
what you do. Most people are go to work and then have a weekend party to forget about my job that I hate. That, that That's normal Americans. So the fact that you're taking that to the level of I'm going to write a book, that it's a very, very small number of people that are undertaking that because it is hard. And so yeah. I, I don't I think that getting into the minutiae of it, I, I'd, I would almost see it as like a benefit for you to like maybe place that limitation so that you don't feel like you have to have written the whole book. Uh, that's my only my point on that yeah. is because I've noticed it's helped me a lot to like be more flexible with myself and okay, I didn't get these things done. Tomorrow's another day. Each day stands on its own. I can't do tomorrow's work today. I'm thinking of the in psychology they talk about the parent parent child relationship in you. Uh, the parent inside of your head who's dictating uh, different things and some people have some really strict parents in their head um, and it may be from their actual parents or, or who knows what um, but it's 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 you've got to find a way to, to uh, make that voice reasonable with you and if it's not then you need to to adjust it because uh, you know there are times when I'm feeling guilty I'm doing something out of guilt you know, I guess the best question is to ask what what is motivating you? Like you said with the student, uh, what is motivating you to do what you're doing? Are you doing it because other people think you should do it? Are you doing it out of guilt? Are you doing it because you feel like, you know, whatever? It needs to be for the right reasons because the only, the things that that last, uh, for the most part. Well, I will agree that sometimes it's fear-driven stuff that will last long. <laughs> That's true. That can be true too, but. Uh, the good things um, that last, they, they ought to be things that are motivated because you really want to do them. And um, but they have to be they have to be within the realm of practicality. Like I said, with this writing thing, it's like it's been difficult, but I wasn't being reasonable with myself. I wasn't uh, you know, there comes a time when you have to do a course correction in your goal setting where you realize that, OK, wow, this uh, this thing is dramatically changed and I need to I need to adjust. I don't need to throw it out. I need to adjust based on what I've discovered as I've approached it. Because like I said, the closer you get to a goal, the, the bigger it gets because the more you understand about it, the more complex it, it, it really is. And you realize that, no, this is, this is a different animal than what I was looking at when I first started this journey. And so you have to do those course corrections, and that's what I need to do. Um, and um, I like your idea of, of, you know, maybe setting a, a timer for certain things. Now, it, it sounds mechanical at the get-go. And so if you don't like people with, you know, people's ideas about timers and all that, you don't have to do that forever. All you're really trying to do is set a, set a time frame in which you're going to do it religiously until at some point, not too far down the road, you, you're not, you probably won't have to have that timer. You're probably going to do it without having that um, thing in the background because it's, a, it's now a habit. And hopefully it's something that you'd enjoy doing, which uh, um, that's what I need to think about. So I agree. I think, um, and also on the goal setting, like I'm going to write the book in a year and it's like, okay, 
Have you ever written a book before? No. Okay. So <laughs> what is that? So like with, with being realistic with yourself, I totally identify with that. And the timer, it's because I am a master of convincing myself that it's okay. You were tired. It's not a big deal. And like I would have these cyclical things of um, I'm, I'm always having to tell myself like, it doesn't matter if you don't feel like it. You're never going to feel like it. So your feelings are irrelevant. Just having mm-hmm. the hard talk with myself of like, but you can do it for 10 minutes because it's 10 minutes. You see the timer. You can twiddle your thumbs the whole time. But this is the commitment that you can at least make to yourself. If you if I can't do it for 10 minutes, then you really need to look at, do you want to do this? And if you yeah. don't throw it out, it doesn't matter. So yeah. I think that I think that in conclusion for my part, the habit has become the holy grail for me because once it is habit, I don't even have to think about it. My problem right now is I'm trying to make too many things habits at once that it's getting, it's muddy in the water when what I need to do is just strip it all out and one by one add them in. But I, I don't like that, but that may actually be what needs to happen. Well, for my part, I, I would just say this, and and I've thought more about this recently, that whenever you whenever you find yourself getting uh, jittery and, and nervous about something that's not happening or whatever, isn't it true that so often you end up being self-focused? You know, people talk about being self-conscious, and um, I've also heard that a cure for that is is to stop that and and focus on somebody else and how you can encourage them or do something for them. And all of a sudden you're not thinking about yourself anymore. Um, a lot of times when we're trying to establish a habit and set some goals, uh, one of the things that gets in the way is that self-consciousness, the, 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 maybe the fear or the guilt or different voices in your head are going off. If, if you can turn that outward, that's why we say, Getting started sometimes is the most difficult thing, but essentially what you're doing is you're looking out, you're no longer looking inside, you're not thinking anymore about it, you're actually doing it, you're focusing outward. And I think that's really helpful in, in um, as, a, as a habit itself in getting things done is recognizing, uh-oh, I'm going into myself and thinking too much about this, I'm overthinking it, I'm creating monsters, uh, that's a sure sign, that's a trigger. Just start it. Just get going on it. Just make some kind of decision to get yourself moving in some kind of direction. And um, that's something that I need to to really uh, continue to work on. Well, it's been good. It's been really good. I One last thing I wanted to say, because it reminded me when you were saying that, I wrote a note to myself <clears throat> that just a reminder for myself, because I would want to accomplish all these things. It's just like every day stands on its own. It's a refinement process. It's a process. It's not a thing. I'll hit all my goals in one day. You still have to do it the next day. And just mm-hmm. like tweaking it and having the the meetings that I have with myself every week of like, what's working? What's not working? Before, I would be like, I'm going to split work tasks, and then I'm going to do little breaks in between. That doesn't work. 
I don't know why it just doesn't. I have meeting after meeting after meeting. It's just constant frustration because I can't like take little breaks and go do little things I want to do. So I said, okay, now you have the work block and on the bookends of that, you do your stuff. But just that reminder to myself that it's a process has really, I have to tell it to myself every day because you don't want to think in the realms of this liquid constantly changing ether thing you know what i mean we want to think in absolutes so yeah and and and, so and you've generated one other thought for me on that too and that is when you're having a hard time setting goals i think sometimes i've struggled with well i want i'm going to get this regimented thing where i'm essentially trying to control my time and time can't be controlled there's interruptions there's stuff that happens all around you and and so you, you don't want to be somebody that's continually always going with the flow of stuff because that's just, you know, like you're just going whichever the way the wind is blowing type of thing. So there's a balance that you have to have where you where you I've got my goals. This is what I'm going to try to do. But you're entering into a day in the morning where you you don't know what's going to happen today. You don't know all the interruptions that are going to happen, what's going to what's going to go. And if you're not careful you're going to be beating yourself against the, your head against the wall because you can't control the things that are going to come up. So there's a reason yeah, why I, that, you know, you need to have that mindset of I'm going to go with the flow mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> yeah, uh, because I have to. However, as I'm able to, I'm going to work at doing these other things, but I'm not going to be so stiff about it that I find myself getting overly stressed or irritable or upset with people or things that I can't control. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's good. And I, I mean, I started as in a little experiment, I started notating things that were deviations from my schedule. Uh, and they happened every, every day. Like the AC thing happened with my car. And I was like, I do not have time for this. And it's like, well, do you, do you want air conditioning? <laughs> you kind of make time for it but i would get so frustrated because it's like i can't believe this person that i'm having another meeting and it's like you've worked places for like three four years and they always this always happens so kind of planning for that too so but no that was really good you find you find yourself wanting to yell out who's in charge here because obviously i'm not (laughs) you know i know because it's like then i'm just frustrated i was like okay either i'm gonna go with the flow like you're saying being Slightly rigid, slightly flexible, not like what you said, of, of, which is my nature of just like, oh, well, who cares? Doesn't matter. But then taking some control, but then realizing that it's going to happen and you need to be flexible because it's either you're going to be frustrated all the time or you're going to just like make it work. Or you could actually go the extra mile and look at those interruptions and whatever as opportunities and and because uh, you never know what's going to come out of those things, uh, you don't have a choice to do. But I don't always want to look at them as this grueling thing that I have to do because you never know. You know, it might be a person that you ended up talking to that you were able to encourage or something else happens that, wow, that was pretty cool, you know. So, mm-hmm. well, OK, buddy. Well, I guess it's time to sign off and. That was good, and we did our habit. We we did it. We did. We did. Yeah, we did I, it. I love that. I love that we're still proud of ourselves after doing the podcast for like I don't know three years. Be like, yes, I did it. It's like 
I don't know why that's still exciting to me, but oh, yeah. it is because it's, just, it's it's such a constant thing. But no, no but, that was good. But it's also an accomplishment, I, I think. For sure. You know, our, for our relationship, anyway. No, okay, buddy. Sure. We'll see you later. All right. Bye.